an excerpt from Wine Red by The Hush Sound. Who shot that arrow in your throat? Who missed the crimson apple? This chaos, this calamity, this garden once was perfect. Give your immortality to me. I'll set you up against the stars. The sea is wine red. This is the death of beauty. Would you like a crash course in the practices of magic? Oh, yeah. Well, it is theorized that layered on top of this world, there is another world that is influenced by the power of thoughts and belief. You know, I see you do all this magic stuff. I see Pop-Tart doing all that fun water stuff. and Ah, but you see, I theorize that the halflings like Pop-Tart themselves are half of this world and half of the other that is formed by belief. Wait, have you played the fact that's what halfling means this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, it's time to offer your flesh to the sea. What brings you here today? Did you talk with a couple of people recently? It's really important to me that I know what they asked you for. Well, mostly we covered the contents of these two books. One of the books is as big as you are. Oh, that's a problem. And it's the history of everything to do with dragon. The first sign of their coming is when the ocean becomes water again. And they do it on a schedule. In fact, I have a calendar, but it's woefully inadequate now because they're 25 years late. Hey, wait. Wait. So, fun fact. And how old are you? 25... In the second book, it is the diary of a dragon named Apocalypse, who is the king of dragons. The one who keeps bringing back all the others. So, Yuria, an orc answers the door. Yeah, hi, can we, uh, with your, uh, Hello there, I... Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Yuria, right? You're the half-orc. What the fuck you call me? I see I touched a nerve. I'm a panda. Okay. 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 Machines scare me. I'm not saying you're a machine, but I don't... I am a machine, though. I'm Dr. Chaos. I'm one of the orcs. I'll get you next time, Dr. Chaos. We'll be best friends next time. The whole time you've been in here, you felt a humming in your ears. You can hear a dead dragon, and it will answer your question. What do you want from me? From you? I want nothing from you. You're not at fault. I cast magic. That's so cool! This is just so much. Oh, you've been doing it this whole time. Wait, what?! Didn't you know that? No! I need to pick up Char. I am not allowed to have a sword like that. It is apparently too powerful, even for my mission, but the Harbinger is probably just hovering over it with like their hand inches away from the grip, just like trying to decide. Trying to decide what they care about more, the world or their reputation in the Columned City. This place is everything to me. And before I can even let myself think about it anymore, I just have to snatch up Char and dash out, and I'm out of the city before, without a look back, without a look down at the beautiful glittering desert. As you open the front door, something immediately catches your eye. It's dark out, it's nighttime, the sun has set, but it's very bright out because the train station is on fire. Hey there everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We're continuing to Winter's End today, where, uh, well last time we left off on a cliffhanger, there was a fire... And we can make the same joke about finding trouble for the fourth or fifth time. I mean, we're leaving trouble behind for this. She's still having her talk with Pop-Tart upstairs. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of trouble. 
I didn't think you would be. I did nothing wrong in that situation. So we have uh, today Clove. Hello. Playing Pan. We have uh, Riley. <laughs> playing Yuria. And then we have Ix. Also playing Yuria, weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a change of pace. Uh, and then Joey will be sitting out for the moment. So hey, Yuria, where we last left off, you uh, had a revelation, then ran outside into the night to find a roaring fire down at the bottom of a hill. Well, that kind of calmed down my nerves a little bit and put me into another panic. Yeah, a different sort of panic. If I remember right, Pan followed you down the stairs and Harbinger was just across the room as you went running out, so... Yeah, I was kind of just like, uh... Hi, bye! Bye. Well, I mean, I say bye, but I'm probably going to follow because, you know, I heard about the fire. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fire. It's a problem. Let's just dramatically go out on the staircase that leads up into the library and look out over the burning town dramatically. Yeah. It's not the town so much as just the train station, for now. And look out over the burning train station. It's not like we had anything to do with that. I'm sure this just happened on its own. (laughs) There's something that went down. Maybe it was your fault. Who's to say? Okay, you say you're as a collective, but I was being a good boy. (laughs) I was a very good boy. Maybe it was Yuria's fault, specifically. Nah. Look, <laughs> I think I'm just gonna grab Weird Dog and like Princess Peach hover down there with just holding Weird Dog above my head. That sounds like a good way to get things started. Thank you, finally. And then once I get there, I think I'm going to reach deep into my the depths of my horrible, horrible cloak and draw out something that is sort of shaped like a sword if you look at it from right angles. Yeah, you have to look at it correctly. In all honesty, it's something more like the blade of an enormous two-handed sword that's been... Well, the hilt's been lost entirely. The blade's been melted basically in half. It's horribly hooked. This is barely a sword. This is a stubborn remnant that refuses to die in fire. And because of that... It's kind of warped and twisted, like it's been melted and refused to melt. Yeah. There are little bits flaking off of it, but don't worry, it's not going anywhere. It's way too stubborn for that. That's why it's such a nice sword. I'm gonna give Char a little peck on the blade. So, let me let me paint the scene for when you uh when you come gently floating down to the train station. Oh good. The train station itself is on fire. The roof of the rest stop is collapsed. There's a bunch of elven soldiers scattered everywhere. Uh, mostly unconscious. They're all over the place. They have their guns and their swords and whatnot. Knight and Gislin, uh, you don't see them. They're not here as far as you can tell. Instead, outlined in the fire, you see the train is standing tall and moving. Radical! I want to hear about this. Wow. There is a train golem! And it's been attacking the elven army. Oh! Wait, what? Okay, I'm just going to go then. This is great. Also, the train golem is on fire, like it's all its coal is burning, and everything it's punching is also becoming fire. Wait, uh, uh, fine. So, I... Please don't tell me that this is somehow related to the golem core that I chucked at the elven army. No, it's not related to yours. Okay, they just have it another... It was a thing from way back in the first episode, fla- uh, the, the, uh, the second episode, actually, the end bit. Aurorealis gave Knight a bag full of golem cores. To do with whatever she wanted. Fucking rad. I want a bag full of golem cores. You guys put her in a corner. She used one. You can just like roll them out like dice. I could just steal them from Knight right now. I have that power. I'm all powerful. I mean, she's not here right now. She went somewhere. Yeah, there are two main obstacles. One, that's not really in character. And two, definitely not here. Yeah. Definitely something to keep in mind for the future, though. For now, I'm just going to pull out Char and just kind of hold it like I'm guarding against attacks and just kind of walk into the fire very slowly and let Char just kind of slowly slurp those flames up, yum yum. Okay. That sounds like a strat. Yeah. There is a problem with that, though, that you very quickly discover. 
because you do not understand the nature of Char. Well, that makes sense. Char is a cursed blade that consumes flame by eating it. Oh, radical. So as you enter the flame, the sword twists and grows, and the tip of it continues to grow and grow and split and grow some more, and you have basically a sword hydra extending out in front of you. And the blades twist wildly and recklessly, and well out of your control. Bummer. Oh, that's a pretty nice Final Fantasy sword you got there, Harvey. And now all the fire quickly gets eaten. It takes maybe 30 seconds before it's done. But everywhere where fire was is now a bramble of blades. Char, you fucking idiot. I'm throwing you in the ocean. And the train golem is now trapped in a bramble of steel. Well, good work, everyone. Let's hop on the other train that's (laughs) pulling into the station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's also a train golem. Oh, it's also turning into a train golem. Not only is it turning into a train golem, but it's not even attacking, it's just mad about this time schedule changes because of the (laughs) delay due to the blades on the track. So wait, are these train golems like a Thomas the Tank Tank Engine situation? Uh, no, it's more like how, uh, you know that snow golem would reshape itself at will? Right. It's like that. Um... Is it, like, serpent-shaped, or is it just, like, the front engine? It's like a giant train man. That's it's the... like the front engine of it is body, and it's using train cars for arms and legs. Oh, that's bad. Sorry. <laughs> that's I would have... See, a train snake would have been a lot more compelling. Anyway, um... Actually, no. You're right. It's totally a train snake, because that's way cooler. You're correct. Thank I'm you. sorry. <laughs> well, because there's still people on board. That's what yeah, we this... got mince mino- moninas. Mince maminosa. Though I can't remember names. Mince maminosa is probably fabulously wealthy and will pay us very well if we keep him alive. Anyway, hey, uh, Pan, Yuria, you just saw Harbinger do a weird thing. That was certainly a weird thing. What are you doing? Well, it's time to take a nice casual jog down this very long hill. It's time to whistle and walk away from what I just did. As as it finishes its job, by the way, Char's blade snaps off from the brambles it created, and you are left with a differently shaped, twisted, almost sword-like object. Alright, fair enough, Char. Probably should have seen that one coming. So this is what Char does, and why is this extremely dangerous? Mm Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, everyone who is in or near that fire is now in a very bad way. <sighs> yeah, so, like, how many bystanders did you just, like, trap in that whole situation? Oh, interesting. Is the player who plays Pan the dragon gonna come at me about with this shit? <laughs> Listen, we can't all be causing <laughs> horrible amount of... <laughs> Fucking stands up and kicks my chair over and knocks down my microphone and leaps across the studio at you. The studio space, the beautiful cathedral-like studio space. So a thing about trains is they're made of metal. Thank you. Oh. And the train golem starts to consume the briars as part of it. Now it's you know, a- trains are pretty big eaters. That does make sense. Yeah. So now you have a spiky train golem. Well, that's fine. If it takes them off the ground, then the people aren't trapped anymore. And it's fighting the elven army, which I don't care about. Bye. So it's a spiky on fire train golem. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. Oh, we still have fire to take care of. Radical. Oh, actually, no, you're right. It's no longer on fire. The fire has been replaced with metal hell. Right. Yeah, because that's so much better. I like to look at a train and I looked at that train and I thought to myself, that seems like a level three encounter. Let's spice this up a little. But I mean, like I said, everyone's free and they're fighting the army, so I don't care. Bye. Where did I park the tank again? I'm pretty sure... Let's see. I don't remember... I'm pretty sure I said I parked it next to tanks last time, but I don't remember why. So this time, I'm going to go ahead and change my answer and claim that there's, like, a tank convention in town. And, like, everybody has their sick, customized tanks out. 
Well, this is a Monster Hunter village, and we parked it by other Monster Hunter vehicles. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, have we been given any reason not to just hop on our tank and leave? Aside from being more wanted as criminals, which, you know, doesn't change that much. But, whatever. I mean, I guess the tank's kind of slow, but otherwise not really, no. <laughs> I don't think that... <laughs> I don't think the monster train can pursue us where the tank is going. It's not like... I, I, doesn't the monster train still need tracks? Or does it just like... Oh, heck no. Does it just it's, like inchworm? It's going all over the place. It's rampaging around right now. In fact, it's rampaging right towards you 3 because it's out of soldiers to attack. Hell yeah, now we're talking. Ben, why don't you just stand right next to the track? It can't reach you as long as you're not standing on the track. Yeah. Don't blank void me. Tell me about the environment. That's how that works. That's like the primary... That's the boss mechanic of this fight. It's traveling along the tracks. Right? Don't listen to them. Tell me about the environment. <laughs> okay. The environment is that this is a monster hunter training village. So there is a bunch of blacksmiths and weapon shops around in large dormitory housing. Uh, the building material is mostly leather and bone. It's a very, you know, monster hunter-y place. And also, it's a steep hill, uh, at the top of which is the Dragon's Lore Library and Academy where people learn how to kill all sorts of things. There's a huge monster library up there. And also a steep cliff off the backside of that. I do like cliffs, now that you mention cliffs. Mm. Yeah. Let me think. So it's going to start uh, rushing up the hill towards you guys. No, yeah, that makes sense. It's a train. It goes up hills. This, yeah, this seems totally fair. Well, I think I would like... First of all, I think I would like to do the smart thing for once in my life and use wizardry to deliver a message through mysterious means. Which, as we remember in Harbinger's case, is usually, like, nice notes that turn out to have not existed at all. Sure. Mm. So I think I'm going to deliver a message up to the library. Possibly the monster hunting department. Is there, like, a professor of the monster hunting department? Uh, it's Dr. Chaos, who you wanted to meet and almost didn't. Dr. Chaos. Dr. Chaos. There's a nasty train out here. Look, I'm going to go ahead and claim that Harbinger's is more, note is more eloquent than what I'm saying right now, but you're free to not believe me at all. <laughs> There's a big, nasty train. Please help. There's a big, messy train. Please help. Let's hand it off to someone else quick. Hey, Yuria, it sounded like you had an idea. Yeah, I'm going to... Let's see. There's some weapons nearby in this hut, right? Oh, yeah. There's monster hunting weapons everywhere. Pick your favorite. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's probably a catapult here. It's a it's a hand catapult, yeah. Like you mount it on your back. Ooh, fun. Alright, let's see. Let's get that strapped on and let's see. So Yuria doesn't really have an ammo around there, except she Except for the pile of bombs. <laughs> oh no, this works out perfectly. Okay, so So Yuria picks I up know how monster hunting goes. Well I Look, it's been like five years since I played Monster Hunter. None okay. of us have played your dumb video game, Gnome. Gnome doesn't even play Monster Hunter. I'm the one who plays Monster Hunter. I have never played a Monster Hunter. I am making this up as I go. I'm the only one who knows how this series actually works, and I'm just not saying anything about it. Yeah, so I can tell as many lies as I want. Okay, so Yuria's going to pick up one of the these bombs and just going to recollect the whole believing is magic thing. Just going to just believe in this bomb and I am going to erase a bomb with Pop-Tart. It is now a mud trap bomb. Okay. A mud trap bomb? Yes. Wow. Sounds dreamy. Clove, please. <laughs> Clove is... I, I, Bombs are not moms, last I checked. Not yet, anyway. Okay, so we hit this train with a bomb. Roll a thing. Roll keep them busy. Alright, what stat is keep them busy again? Courage? Courage. Alright, that is a nine. Alright. Uh, the mud bomb slams into the front of the train snake, and it grinds into the dirt and is immensely slowed, but it's still moving. You'll only hold them a moment. Hey, Pan, what you doing? Hey, now that it's sitting still, it's still a train. I can, like, it can't hurt me if I'm inside it. That's how big monsters work, right? So, can I just, like, punch a hole in it? Can I, like, rip off a hole in it and find a door or something? 
Uh, yeah, roll the getaway. That is... Forgetting what dice do anything. Okay. <laughs> 2d6 plus your grace stat. And nobody has anything damaged because we ate all the food. Except Yuria, who has their wisdom damage. Nah. 2 plus 6 plus 1 is 9. Okay. You get to pick... I know you're picking one thing. I gotta, I gotta look it up. You can get there quickly avoiding harm or quietly drawing no attention. Or you can bring someone with you if you want to Drake, Harbing, or Yuria onto the train. Hell yeah! I swear to god, if you pick me up again! <laughs> I, haven't I haven't hit picked up Harbinger yet. It's the only member of the party I have not manhandled. <laughs> Yes, I'm into it. Fine, I can handle. It's my turn. Panhandled. <gasps> God. Uh, yeah. Now we have to finally. we have to restart the campaign now that we know that pun can be applied to all those situations. Like, so, okay, so from the top. See, if we restart the campaign, it won't be as good because I would have been playing the first two episodes thinking that Friar Pan was an intelligent man. All right. So since you chose drawing attention and taking harm you punch your way into the train and find where all the spiky brambles brambles went oh and you slam right into basically a wall of spikes take damage mm -mm. okay oh. and the train knows you're on board which it is not okay with i'm suddenly much less enthusiastic about having been carried yeah i'm damaging my grace thankfully pan took all the hits so you're you're safe like somewhere around the camera cuts to harbinger and they're like they've been thrown against a wall that was covered in spikes but they're like in a fucking s shape like a fucking cactar pose or whatever and all the spikes <laughs> are just perfectly poking out all around them yes like exactly. through the robe also probably which is well actually no not even the robe the, the robe is pristine fuck you of course it is yeah that makes sense thank you finally recognition Hey, so like those hostages, what's up with that? Do those still exist? I mean, the train didn't eat those. It just ate thought, the spikes. I thought there were people on the train. That we might have just gotten in, like, shish kebobbed <laughs> into the train. <laughs> Look. From what you can tell, now that you're on board the train, it does not actually seem like anyone is on the train. Fucking radical. Oh, but what's the point? The point is to kill it from the inside. Let's go to the engine room and blow it up. Well, right, it is a golem. Yeah. We, we just kind of guessed it was a golem. We don't actually know if it's a golem, but... Actually, what we really need to do is find out where the core is. Yeah, that's what I, that's and what I was And then just saying. pop that sucker out with a screwdriver or something. I am... Well, I am an expert at killing golems, you see. And then make... Yeah, and then we can make a new friend to have a strong emotional bond with and then lose immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that went so well. Setting up artificial character arcs. Hey, yeah, uh... Yeah, yeah. What's up? I won't keep them busy, right? Yep, and you got a 7 and 9, which means you only kept their attention for a moment. Can I retcon that and say that and race a bond with Harbinger? Or, no, I guess it would have to be with Pan. I only have two bonds with him. Never mind. Yeah, no, you can't do that because the train has now gotten past your mud trap. It was slowed down so they could get on the train. And now it's just going to slam into you at full strength. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to run up to the library. Uh, you're going to fly up to the library, damage your blood stat, because you just got hit by a train. <laughs> and you go flying through the front door right, of the library. Right through the door. advise having pandas hit by trains. As Dr. Chaos is about to run outside and sees you go flying past. Hi, Dr. Chaos! We got a problem. I see that. And she's going to run outside to see the train now halfway up the hill with you two... She probably doesn't see you two on I it. But I do have one more important message for Dr. Chaos, and I think the best yes. way to rely that is for Harbinger's voice to be, like, really like really quiet as Yuria flies past. Like it's like Yuria's wearing an earbud or something, and Yur Harbinger knows that fucking Dr. Chaos is nearby, so he's just yelling at the top of their lungs. Sure. That kind of thing, except, you know, obviously there's no earbud. I'm... I'm probably yelling using Yuria's mouth, which is not, you know, probably not the most pleasant thing. Anyway, the point is, the point of the important message is, uh, the train eats metal. <laughs> Be careful. Oh, right. Yeah, that's actually a huge problem, huh? Mm. <laughs> She's kind of made of metal. Don't get bored, Dr. Chaos. 
Eating See, this is why I'm Dr. Chaos's best friend. But... I watch her back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe she's into it. What? What? What, <laughs> what Vorhan? What the hell? God damn it, Cole! Today. I mean, the uh... only thing you could possibly be talking about is Vor, so I mean, let's do it. I fucking hate this campaign! Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, let's find that golem core. Oh. Yeah, uh, you two have a chance to do a thing again. What's up? Uh, I feel like we should probably search the front of the train in the engine room first. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I was going to put a core somewhere, that's the most dramatic place I would put it. That sounds about right. So let's start figuring out how to get through these briars of steel, uncaring, cold iron. It's also that black, flaky, twisted metal steel. Yeah, that makes that, sense. As you know from the fact that you have the tags for the weapon in front of you, is necrotic damage. Radical. Um... Oh yeah, actually, hey, hey, Pan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what did we damage with with, with that? I your, damaged, your grace? I damaged my grace, yeah. Okay, your grace is double damaged, because welcome to necrotic wounds. Oh, that's fine. That cannot, the first point of damage cannot be healed naturally. You need magical healing to remove that wound. It, the, the steel physically hurts you, and like, you have wound, bleeding wounds that will not close. Which, in your case, means you kind of have a bunch of steam jetting out of your back. I think it would be more than steam, huh? It's like pure lava coming out of him. No, he bleeds steam. Yeah, we established this in episode one. He bleeds steam. Yeah. But, but it's bleeding, no blood. bleeding lava. Is... There's no blood. It's not a lava kind of fire. Hey, Pan. Yeah. Shrink. Oh, I was, I was, I was just gonna punch it. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a better idea. Let's do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Punch the metal. Yes. I don't know. They're like they're like. You didn't like, or are they like big thorns, or are they like? Do the thorns have thorns? Can I like grab they're it? They're swords. It is twisted metal swords, so it works like swords. There's there's sharp <laughs> edges and flat edges. Do I like have a pair of gloves somewhere? Knowing Panny probably does. <laughs> Aren't you wearing like a blacksmith's outfit today? It was like, a cowboy look. Oh, it was a, yeah, it was a cowboy leather look. I, I, I don't think. <laughs> I think you said that comes with gloves. I don't know. I, I mean, it no longer comes with a shirt because we did burn that off. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the shrinking option anyway, just because that seems like a better idea all around. Okay. Shrinkitize me, Captain. All right. Uh, so let's, you don't need to tell we'll... the captain to shrinkitize you. You can shrink yourself. <laughs> Jacuzzi. Roll to look closely. See if you can find the thing. Okay. Oh wait, no. That's just my good. That's just my very bad stat, isn't it? Probably. That sounds right. Harbinger, are you helping? Ooh, good question. What should I roll to help? If you are helping, then Clove just. Oh, rolls it's just straight hope. up. I don't even have to roll. Cool. Yeah, I'll help. I say yeah, as, as I kick as up you... my feet and pull out my boat drink. <laughs> as long as you both have a bond with each other. You yeah, can I'm just, just like, hope. yeah, do your best or whatever. It's, uh, it's hope plus two, I always forget. It's rolling 3d6 and taking the best two dice. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's fine. That's a nine. Yeah, that's a nine plus your stat. Which is an eight. <laughs> okay. So you get to ask, ask two questions from the look closely list. Is something hidden or out of place? Seems like the obvious one. Yeah. Is something hidden or out of place? Well, there's a golem core right over there, and oh, um, <laughs> oh. something hidden or out of place. Actually, I do know something hidden or out of place on this train. You find Ms. in Harbinger's room there's corpse. a portal that oh. leads to a tank. <laughs> I turned That's it still... off, Jacuse. I turned oh, that did, shit you off did. once you're we right. stole it. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah, I you're going to try to have them have stolen my tank. Nice no, try. No, that wasn't going to be the thing. Nice it was going to be a way try. for you guys to get out of this mess. <laughs> Again, it's Mincema Mincema's ragged and pale yeah. corpse. <laughs> okay, where the portal was is where the core is. 
Boy, I'm the one who created Mince Momenta. I'm the only- I just remembered what the fuck you were saying. I was like, is that some fucking Final Fantasy XIV thing? I'm so sick of this. <laughs> it almost is. I don't know how you managed to name this character almost in the name of a city in FF14. Uh, probably because Lamenta. both my roommates talk about it all the time. That's how it's like the rooms are blanketed and Final Fantasy XIV posters. There's like a plush, a life-size plush of a Merrick. I, yeah, What's I would take, like, a body like pillow of Amerik. That'd be fine. Welcome back to our podcast, fan podcast of Final Fantasy XIV. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you like to ask for your second question before I have this train run straight into a library? Uh, How can we stop it from running into the library? Well, the other ones are the other ones here are kind of obvious, even for the dumb boy. The not very <laughs> smart boy. Uh... I mean, there's always what will happen if I. What will happen if I take the golem cord? I know what'll happen. The train will fall apart and it'll collapse on us and we'll be sad because we've killed also a Also momentum and it'll keep going. All right. Hey, maybe one of you should leave and get on the tank because that would help be helpful. I know, I know you don't want to ruin your new toys so quickly. You but... carried me onto this train. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you could do something cool in this situation. You I can. can. I told I... you to shrink, motherfucker. That's pretty you cool. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hey, necessarily I also told need Panda you to tell me. Point. Oh. I mean, we don't want to bring Panda Yuri, back. go steal that tank. Alright, allow me to add a sense of urgency. Yuria, Dr. Chaos, the two of you are staring down a train about to hit your library. Radical, now we're talking. <laughs> oh. Wait, 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 I have the coolest idea that's ever existed ever. Are we currently midair? Uh, probably. Fucking yes, I'm going to detonate a giant explosion on one side of the train to knock it off course the other side. That's action and reaction, baby. Okay. It's a tower, I'm gonna curve, I'm probably gonna knock down, like, a window vein or uh, a window vein what the fuck is that <laughs> a weather vane that's on like a low roof or something as the train barely avoids the building because that's the maximum look the point is i'm doing maximum damage so three and i'm detonating like basically the door that's into the engine compartment that's on one side of the train. Sure, sure. Because yeah, that's I get like it. that. Yeah, I'm doing so like cool the physics right diagrams in my head, and I think that would do like the most, you know, yeah. knockoff coursey type shit. I'm very scientific. If you haven't, if you don't know that about me already. Yes. So yeah, I just once again I compress my hands in a really weird way, and I'm straining, and then I release, and the door just fucking all the atoms just kind of compress a little bit, and then forcefully expand again, and it just. Very cool. Alright, take your three damage, and, uh, Yuria, the train is now slightly off course, and by slightly I mean it's getting more off course as time goes on. Are you going to do a thing, though? <sighs> is it, is it gonna be damaging something when it falls, or? I mean, it's about to go off a cliff with your friends in it. Oh! Um, this one over there. Will be fine. And then also the fact that there's a bunch of stuff behind the train, so it's basically going to have train cars go flying around all over town. The library's probably safe. But, like, it's going to make a huge mess. I thought there was a cliff on the other side. I wanted it to fly off the... There is. You're about to go flying oh, well, off the cliff, fine. and a bunch of train cars are going to also go bouncing flying off the cliff. But they might hit stuff along the way. Are we... Oh, right. I keep forgetting that this location makes more sense if it's by the ocean, but it's not by the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not, even though the fact that, like, a ton of stuff about it would make more sense if it was. But it's not. Oh, this it's been... just a cliff over a canyon. Can we move it? Can we just, like, pretend it's by the ocean? Because us hurtling our way into the fog sea sounds really cool. As, like... It an... would make more sense to have a dragon or to a dragon sling academy next to where all the dragons is. <laughs> Maybe there's... I have an alternative for you. Maybe there's a gigantic lake right behind that's, like, unknowably, unfathomably deep. How's that for fucking tension? Oh, this is this is where Vapalak is. We're moving it over here. It doesn't even have to be Vapalak. It could be something new. Jeez. So you're not going to call a bottomless lake Vapalak? Come on, you're going to call it, call it the bottomless pit of insanity or whatever. The Abyss Maw. Alright, is there a place... 
uh, like a connection for the most of the rest of the cars that I can hit before the train goes off, because I'm sure these two are going to be fine. My main concern is that I don't want to have this whiplash of a bunch of train cars suddenly going all over the place. I feel like if you wanted to prevent that, the... Like, the train is currently falling apart, basically, as it's turning off course, because that hit actually did kill the golem. It only has three hit points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wait, did we get the golem core? Um, I mean, you can grab it as you're hurtling off a cliff to your death. Hell yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Okay. <gasps> oh, uh, I, have an, I have an idea, I have an idea. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, let Yuri let your, your do their thing. Okay, so it's a train that is basically desegmenting right now. Oh, because... It is currently in the process of desegmenting, and all the train separate train cars are going in different trajectories. Oh, it's it's already exploding? God damn it. Yeah, Harbinger killed the shit out of it. Because I thought it was just going to be hurtling towards the thing while still slightly connected, and then it would be the like, fall that would just... And then I would cut at least the connectors. Let me, let me, let me... I'm going to grab a blue line tool. So we have a trajectory. There's the main one. There's another car going just to the right of the library. Another that's going left and is going to clip the library. And then a couple other that are stopping short on the hill all the way up. That's the situation. There are train cars that are flying all over the dang place. We've avoided the direct hit, but are causing massive collateral damage. I suppose I would have to look closely and see... Uh, would I have enough time to do? You do not have time to look closely. You have time to do. That car that's probably going to hit the most is going to be the one that's clipping the library, so... Yeah, it's also the one heading straight for you and Dr. Chaos, so... Okay, yeah. So, here we go. It's going to step forward. And she's going to whip out that sword hilt. And she's just going to fire a... Oh yeah, that's right, I still have the flamethrower a little bit in me. So she's going to produce a flamethrower, and she's going to... I guess that's going to be an overcome, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is. You're just going to try and counteract the force of it by hitting it hard. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. So roll to overcome. I'm just going to melt this car as much as I can. What stat is that again? Uh, overcome is blood. Okay, so I have to roll with despair. Yeah, that sounds right. Never mind, that's a 12. I rolled really high. So yeah, that happens, and I don't even have to have Dr. Chaos step in and do a cool thing, because uh, you solved it. You slam back against that train car, and it just stops in front of you. And then Pan Harbinger, you two go off a cliff over what we've now established is a bottomless Ooh. lake. Okay, good. I'm glad Ooh. that it's a bottomless lake, because that makes the dramatic thing I want to do much more dramatic. Oh, see, now that we have Golem Core, and we know that Golem core is plus vapor equal. <laughs> no, this can only end golem. badly. Pan. What? You can't use the golem car. You have to keep it intact so that somebody can examine it, and hopefully someone will be able to trace it back to Aurorealis and know that we didn't do all this. You're making too much sense for once. Thank you. And then I'm going to shove Heart Pan off the train. Uh, Clove, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do to sh- supercharge Weird Dog? I don't really have a move for that, so let me ask you, what should I give up to supercharge Weird Dog? We can, me and Dog can do magic together. We can, like, roll hope with each other, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's true, and that will probably help you in the seconds to come. Why don't we just use the dog as, like, the... Princess Peach Parasol together. We can, like, hang glider our way out of here. Oh. That's what I'm doing for every single car. A solution to every problem, oh. oh. That's, okay, that's why we want to supercharge. Got it. I like the idea. I'm not sure, though, because, like, you already used your big super trick once per scene. Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to give something up pers- per- uh, permanently for this one. I don't know if there's a way I could roll Power Friendship again. Because I do have a couple bond well, one bond with Dog. Or I can use my sick dragon magic. Whoa. <laughs> um. Oh no, I can't bring someone with me with Blessing of Speed. Ne- never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can get yourself out, but you don't okay, really no. do Okay, no, let me make you an offer. Okay, I'm listening. What if I roll Doom on myself? Because I'm not saving myself, I'm saving every other car, and that's why I'm pushing Pan out of this one, so he can be saved by Weird Dog's main body. Yeah, okay, I dig it. 
Well, alright. I'm currently in despair from using my big explosion, too, so time to roll three dice and use the two lower. Oh boy, I got a t one, a two, and a three. Well, can't wait to meet your new character. Yeah. So that would be a five total, so... How's that for a doomed soul? Yeah, that's definitely a doomed soul. So, you send out Dog, they catch Pan, they catch all the other train cars. And they're going to basically, like, you're preventing collateral damage is the idea here, right? Yeah, they're like, probably for Pan, it's probably going to be the Princess Peach Parachute thing again. For all the other cars, it's going to be more of an all-encompassing cushion of tentacles. Okay. Actually, wait, it's way more dramatic if it's also an all-encompassing cushion of tentacles for Pan. And he's, like, reaching out, like, no, towards the car, and then his vision gets covered with tentacles, and that's the movie version. Ooh. Thanks. I feel like it's like a Cthulhu situation. You can't say blur your friends with the dog. Come on. Be cool. So normal dog basically grows ten sizes that day. <laughs> and towers over the the library tower and just grabs each of the train cars and pan in its tentacle grip. I mean, that works too. Honestly, I was imagining more tentacles just sprouting out of midair around all the cars. Because that seems way more horrifying. And then the 4 minus is that it doesn't get you. And it doesn't get the main, the front engine car that you were in. Yeah, that... And that lands into the lake. So Pan, Dog, pulls you out of the train as Harbinger pushes you out of the train. And you get tossed up on top of the cliff. A bunch of train cars get grabbed and also tossed onto the top of the cliff, like, or more gently set down. As the main engine car goes r flying off and lands in the lake below with a sploosh. With Harbinger still on board? Yes. Harbinger being like, well, I guess this is it. I leave it all in your hands, and this is probably like, mental connection to everybody else. So I'm going to use Blessing of Speed just to blip back down onto the train with Harbinger. <laughs> yeah. Also, we described your speed once before, so Yuria standing at the top of the cliff looking over. You see Pan land next to you, and then suddenly Pan's not there, and there's just lava footprints. The fuck? And then Pan pops in, and Harbinger's all like, oh! And then just, like, immediately jumps into Pan's arms. <laughs> like, dying is cool and all, but not dying is also very cool. I just figured for once I should be the one to make sure we all survive something. You can't see it, but Harbinger smiles. Anyway, how do we get out of here? As it starts to sink and water is flowing into the train car, it gets the pan and just turns to steam. Oh wait, there's water down here? Yeah, it's actually water. Wow, exotic. That's why it's so fucking weird, man. Which is rapidly... You're basically making an air bubble for you. It's like super humid and steamy and uncomfortable for Harbinger, but it's breathable. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's still oxygen. I don't know if you breathe oxygen. We haven't really covered that. This is the episode of Steven Universe where they're both trapped in a bubble at the bottom of the ocean. Kinda, yeah, because we established this is a near bottle episode. Night. Bubble episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, so Harbinger and Pan sink all the way to the bottom of this super deep lake. Okay, Clove, I hope you like role-playing Awkward Conversation. Oh boy. So, how's it going? Okay, before you f two dinguses sink... What? What's the problem here? I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... <laughs> you don't want us to have our moment? This is our moment, Uria. This is beautiful. Yeah, but, you know, we can have a lot more moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. okay. I'll, I'll go get, get the, the submarine. No. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> that actually... That also ties into an idea I had for this thing, if it is full of water instead of, you know, cool vape. Right. You know, let me just step back a bit. I can't fucking believe that we just made a world where vape replaces water in most forms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So fuck you all. Uh, anyway. 
Yeah. I think this giant bottomless lake should actually be like an artificial thing that's just called like the silo or something that's just full of liquid water. And this is just where the Empire stores all their liquid water because it's kind of rare now. I mean, they have a huge aqueduct for yeah. that. Fuck you. <laughs> it would make sense why they would have a submarine if it was, you know, not natural. This is where the Academy keeps their t- their test subjects. It's where Dubba we keep Dubba our Dubba sea Dubba. monsters. Yeah, there has to be a secret prison down there. Come on. I know what's in here. I know what's in here. I was going to use Power Friendship. I was going to use Dog as a grab, like, a rope for those two and pull them up. Oh, that makes sense. We can still have awkward talk while we're being towed up, too. So this works out great. Mm-hmm. Basically, as long as there's awkward conversation in the roleplay podcast that's supposed to be entertaining, apparently I'm happy. Yeah, Dr. Chaos is going to go get her submarine and come back to find you guys have solved the problem and just put her hands up in the air. She's an ex-supervillain. Of course she has a submarine. Let Dr. Chaos be cool. I've been trying. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> we keep undermining the best character in our game. Like, sorry everyone else, but Dr. Chaos is the best NPC in this entire campaign. It's just hands down. So you two can have your awkward conversation now while Yuria slowly pulls you guys out from the bottom of the ocean with a dog. I'll make noises in the background while you two have a conversation. Well, first of all, I have to thank you for saving me, of course. I'm realizing now in the current situation, you would have been saved either way, but you're welcome. Yeah. It's accomplished basically nothing. Other than manufacturing this situation that we're now in. Yeah. So. Seen any good talkies? Well, I heard minions, and I assumed that's not what you meant. No. So, Yuria knows magic or something. What? She's She got freaked out earlier. You might want to talk with her about that. Oh. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. She touched an orb. Oh, sure, who hasn't touched an orb in their day? I've, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. I put my hand behind my head while I'm lounging in your arms, by the way. Put my ha- Well, I put my hands behind my head, but it looks kind of dumb, because like, one of them's sticking out of the rope and the other one's Wait, just in if, the rope still. I would say, like, am I care- if I'm holding the rope with one arm and then like your cradle's like a baby in my other arm... <laughs> How is this set up here? Okay. It's so tempting to have Harbinger just, like, reach up and boop your nose just because there's nothing to fucking talk about. No! I got it. I am gonna do that. I'm gonna reach up and boop Pan's nose. What's the reaction? He just kind of... Just like... (laughs) (laughs) I think I do that, like, just before we get over the cliff edge, and and then I mutter something like, No one will ever believe you. But he just makes kind of a scrunchy face. No one will ever believe you. As Yuria pulls you guys up to shore at long last. Thanks for saving me from the thing I did to myself. Thank you for saving (laughs) me from the thing I did to myself. Aren't we a bunch of stinkers? (laughs) I am really failing my agenda of making sure you don't go through your bad decisions. I mean, what? It was just like water down there. What's the worst that could have happened? That actually makes a lot of sense if people are not, like, properly afraid of water because there's not enough of that for them to understand that they'll die. Yeah, drowning is probably a poorly understood cause of Yeah. Life. Like, that's a thing that happens in rivers, not in lakes. Yeah, cool, I like this. I'm into it. Rivers are where it's dangerous. Lakes are famously safe. Sorry, Uria. Sorry to worry you. Ah. <sighs> I heard you did magic. That's pretty cool. Ah, yes. What kind? Orb magic. Orb magic. Yeah, there there was an orb, and I kind of 
picked it up and I could see you in it and I just kind of did what you did about the whole believing thing and it kind of, I kind of saw it heal you. Oh, I thought I just read a really good map. <laughs> so I have to thank you for that as well, Yuria. Then Yuria kind of, oh, uh, Yuria notices the, uh, really nasty wound Pan got. Oh, what? Oh. Right. Oh yeah, yeah you're still like you're still steam venting your steam back. like a fucking yeah. train, which is appropriate, I guess. But you know, I, there's oh, what's the best way to describe this wound? Actually, besides the steam thing, like, is there any physical deformation, or like maybe there's still a spike in yes. there? Yes. Okay. Um, there are flecks of ash coating the edges of the wounds. It's real gross looking. It'll be fine. I think this is a great time to use my wizardly baubles gear, which is something I've never used before. And I think the best way to reflect the fact that I've never used it before is for Harbinger to just be, like, lying on the ground and then suddenly just, like, pull a gigantic leather, like, what, duffel bag out of their cloak somehow and just, like, set it next to them and lie on their side and unzip it and be like, let's see here. Just start digging through it. I have to find something that cures necrotic crap. But I actually have no idea what that is, so I'm going to be digging in my duffel bag for a while. Y'all have fun. <laughs> I guess it kind of tingles. That's about it. So to go over it quickly again, just necrotic wounds don't heal from time or eating food. They can only be healed by magical or supernatural healing. And I got none of that. Uh, I want one of my little wizardly baubles to be like a little brass wind-up spider. And when you wind it up and let it go, it automatically goes about releasing silk to bandage wounds. Sounds pretty good. I thought it sounded pretty good, so I'm just going to wind that little puppy up and set it on back? Where was the wound? Chest area. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere. It's around. I think it was his back. It was somewhere. Why would it be his back? Because it looks cooler to vent steam out your back, so I was imagining that. But I was, like, ripping open a door, and I'm guessing the thing Well, that's fair. I'm lying on the ground. I throw a spider at your chest. It cures you, apparently. <laughs> gotta get those chest spiders. <laughs> Can the little brass spider have a little brass top hat? So that removes one damage from your grace stat. It is still regularly damaged and will need to be healed through normal means. That's fair enough. Have a snack. Great. Have I don't have any. Later. Huh. I don't have any snacks, by the way. You guys hear a warning siren below you as a submarine ejects into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Now I feel bad. Can we just go for a ride in the submarine now that you have it out? <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I feel awful for wasting your hospitality. Dr. Chaos is good people. She tries her best. Yeah. What did we even do here? We came what here. What did we learn? <laughs> we learned that <laughs> saving people is good. It was about learning about you, Pan. All right. Um, oh, Pan. We got a tank. That's pretty cool. I don't know where we're going to put it. Oh, Pan. Yeah, that's me.